Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writer. I'm so glad that you're tuned in today. I'm Josiane Fortin, and I'm interviewing Dominic Brightman, and he has self-published two books, and that's going to be very interesting because he likes, like I do, uh, he likes to inspire people to write books, so we'll talk more about that. And his books are called Going North tips and techniques to advance yourself and the other one is uh, the elite performers seven secret uh, keys to sustainable success and right now he's co-writing another book which is going to be called crappy to happy uh, sacred stories of transformational joy so that's coming out in the fall of this year and so dominique thank you so much for being here and please tell us a little bit about you Well, first up, before I forget, never hesitate to show gratitude. Thank you, Josiane, for the opportunity and allowing me to be on your fabulous show, The Self-Publishing <laughs> Queen. I hope to see you in your TR next time we get to see each other. <laughs> I have it now. Like, I took a picture. It's on the, it's on the podcast image now. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I guess it's about me, Mr. Chocolate Radiant. So, yeah, so two books self-published. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, so two books on my own right now, self-published, Going North, and the follow-up, Stay the Course, which became a bestseller last year in 2019. And it's really been just an opportunity that came from a place of seeking to become better and bettering myself so much and seeking to help others become better that it actually manifests in two books and counting because the beautiful thing about it is, is once you get one out the way, you get the confidence to metaphorically run for a lifetime and you start <laughs> putting out books like crazy almost. And it's been one heck of a ride. So yeah, that's just a small dose into the bit about me. An author like to encourage others, like to equip, encourage, and empower others to share their stories because everybody has a story to tell. And if you have a product to sell, then that'll be good because you get to add it on to your day job if you still have one. And eventually you might even make it to entrepreneurship like a lot of folks are gunning for nowadays. Yeah. And you're a podcaster too, right? Oh, yes, ma'am. How could I forget? Host of the Going North <laughs> podcast, 276 plus episodes in. New author every Monday and Thursday. Yeah, it's indeed. It's been a heck of a ride. <laughs> so you're producing a lot of content. And could you tell us, like, what was the Going North about, like, more specifically, and then the second book, too? Of course, of course. So Going North originally started off as a joke, funny enough, because I think it was like 23. 12, 2011, day job. I was working at a public library and greeting some of my colleagues. And one, one of my colleagues, she asked me, hey, how's it going, Dom? And just for a quick second, just snap. I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and take this literal. And I'm like, hey, I'm going north. And she was like, okay. And one of my other colleagues just busted out laughing because it was just so darn silly and thought nothing of it. And a few years down the road, I was there to write a book going to this self-development conference and because I was handing out these reading lists to people called the 100 books for a dynamic living 
and mm-hmm. I was in my early 20s at the time. And one of the folks that I handed the list to, she looked at the list and looked right back at me and asked me, where was my book on this list? And I was like, I'm not an author. I'm 20 freaking three. Like, what the hell am I going to write about? And she was like, hey, I dare, dare you to write a book. How about a year from today, you get yourself on this list? And I was like, nope, not doing it. And <laughs> then she was like, you know what? Even better. I'll, I'll make it even better for you. How about we both write our books and a year from today, we both show up as published authors next year. And I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not going to do it. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really the end of the conversation from there. And then I told my buddy about it and he saw this as a perfect opportunity to really get me into gear because he was an author too. And he wrote this book called Burn the Box, all about basically bashing corporate cliches because they're so darn outdated. And some of them are sports references and not everybody's a sports fan. And in the back of the book after it was done, there's supposed to be a sequel. And I was like, hey, where's the sequel? And he's like, oh, yeah, that book uh, is going to be coming out eventually. Uh, I don't know <laughs> when. And it's been like five years or whatever. But he saw this as an opportunity, opportunity to get on my case. And he was like, all right, why don't you write a book, man? Because you keep on getting on me about publishing my sequel and you don't even have a book of your own yet. And you're this motivational speaker motivating people to do these great things. So why don't you live your truth? And I'm like, you know what? I'll do it. And yeah. a year after that, my first book, Going North, was published. And it was a nice synthesized package of 300 books that I've read over the past few years up to that point and putting the advice in that book that I've actually done in my own life because I want to give people stuff that they can take away that's tangible that I've actually used myself and that I truly believe in. Because yeah. in this era where people want to fake it till you make it, it's not really a good idea, especially if you do that for too long. You have to live it until you advance. And when you advance, you share people how you advanced and how you can help others to advance too. So that's really how book one came to be. It was a dare from a random conference attendee who saw the jewels within me and a buddy of mine who called me out of my BS. And that's really... One of the keys for those who that listen right now is like make sure you're around the right people that'll encourage you and challenge you to become better. And not only that, make sure that they know how to hold you accountable too, because accountability is where the magic happens. Like that's where book one and eventually book two came to be. <laughs> so how long between both books? Did you take a long break? Oh yeah. It well, <laughs> it's I have to say it's long as relative depending on who you ask because since I was given a year to do it and I was going to surprise her and I did surprise her with it after it was over. I said two years from book one, book two is going to appear. However, six months after the publishing of going North, I lost my father after his six year battle with Alzheimer's and he passed away. Yeah, it it was pretty rough uh, caregiving and all the other good stuff on top of that. And I realized, you know what, a few months later after we, finally buried him at the funeral and everything. And I was still going through some grief. I realized, you know what? I still have this book out here. It's a business. Might as well keep going with it. And I figured, you know what? Let me go on ahead and just try to make some magic happen to start this podcast called Going North based off of my book. Mm-hmm. It's funny how a joke became a book and then eventually became a podcast and, and thus a business. brand. <laughs> exactly. It's And that's really encouragement to those listening. It's like, hey, you just joking around one day and you could turn your joke into a business and thus a book. And I was interviewing all these people and I eventually got to these folks who are millionaires and whatnot. 
and I came across some darn imposter syndrome where it's like, okay, how the heck am I going to write about elite performance when I've had folks on my podcast that have tons of followers, more followers than me, and tons of more influence. And really, the accountability piece came in again because even though I lost my father, I still said the book was going to be out. And I told folks it was going to be out. And another colleague of mine, good guy named Robbie, he's like, hey, Dom, where's, when's the book coming out? Because I said it was going to be out. And even though it didn't come out two years later, it still came out a few months after the two-year decline because someone was holding me accountable to it. And book two is about elite performance. And the major key to elite performance is awareness. And I was lacking that awareness. And that's one of the things that folks can do is sometimes you have to metaphorically preach your right to yourself because I was lacking that awareness. I didn't have as much self-awareness as I thought. And you know what? It's time What do you to... mean by self-awareness? Like, would you be more specific? Oh, sure. So self-awareness is being basically not only aware of yourself, but also knowing what's going on within yourself. It's like emotional intelligence. It's like if you're okay. mad at someone, you really know you're mad at someone. If you're feeling down and you know you're down, you're feeling bad, you're having an off day, having an off day. If you're feeling like in the sort of in the middle, like it's okay, it's a medium level. And okay, so that helped you like being aware of your or your emotions. And then how do you use that knowledge? Yeah, that knowledge basically directed me to realizing, okay, something's wrong. How do I fix what's going on and what's wrong? And one of the things that I was basically straying away from was time awareness because there's self-awareness and you realize okay where am i falling okay habits i'm my habits weren't good i was getting zero to three hours of sleep every night also not drinking enough water staying dehydrated and gained a bunch of weight eating a bunch of fast food that helped me to gain a bunch of weight and even slacked off with crossfit so with my habits and the time had to change my habits to make sure that, hey, I got more sleep during the night, drank more water, did more working out to get me back to where I felt like I was before. And heck, even being more aware of the time that we have every day, because we have 168 hours in a week and being more aware of how we dedicate the hours where we're not maybe doing like sleeping and maybe work if we still have a job and just figuring out, okay, how can I allocate those hours to something like a good project, like book number two and making sure that I still get it out there because self-awareness and realizing, okay, something's wrong here. Let me see what's going on here. Then focusing on that issue and then changing that problem and turning it into basically progress because yeah. problems can become progress. If you figure out what the problem is and think of a way to fix that problem. Yeah. You're growing from that. Uh, yeah. Like a big old tree. <laughs> that sounds so interesting. I need to check this out. And one of the topics that you like to talk about also that it's the first time I hear about it is bookcasting. But like, to me, it sounds like reading your book on a podcast. So you say, uh, why do you think authors should um, start a podcast? Could you, could you talk about this? Of course. You're actually the first one to actually ask me that question. So you get a gold medal for that one. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so one of the main reasons why I believe that every author should have a podcast is because in this age of attention management where everything is coming for you 
And with social media, the TV, and the computer itself, and our smartphones, the zombie apocalypse device, as sometimes call it, we're, we're in this trance. You have to have something along with your book to offer to others because a book is great. It's fabulous. Everybody has a book within them and they can get it out there. And I have to find ways to get more of the message of the book out there because a podcast is another way to do that. A, a lot of people, sometimes they take their book, especially if it's a nonfiction book and they take certain topics and they talk about it. And that even sometimes reading their book as well to offer an audio book form because not only you can charge for that, but you can also reach those who are blind who may still want to be entertained or informed because that's something else too about having an audio format because you get to reach more people because a lot of folks nowadays, they may like reading, but they may not allocate enough time for reading, especially yeah. in this era of work-life integration during COVID where basically there's no work-life balance. Like you work life, it's all together. It's, it's yes. all together. So, <laughs> and if you're a parent, that makes it even more of a challenge to really stay focused on both work and having time to read. So basically having a podcast in addition to your book helps you to not only create more content based off the book and point people back toward the book to generate more sales. And if occasionally like yourself, you interview other people, then you'll get to build up your network of other people and you get to learn from other people. And it even makes it funner for everybody else because it's creating like this whole giant spider web of folks just connecting with each other and learning from each other and heck, even sharing audiences too. And so would you say, let's say I have a nonfiction book, you would like to get more ideas, you would go through each chapter and maybe expand on it and explain it in different ways. Like how do you find ideas? Because you've done so many episodes, like where do you find inspiration to create content all the time? Yeah, so that kind of goes back to the whole self-awareness thing from the beginning. And one of the ways to do that is just being within yourself for a good five minutes minimum as soon as you wake up, get out the bed instantly, fight the snooze button with all your might, and get into a chair and just sit and be still for a good five minutes, even set the alarm on your phone or whatever. For a good five minutes, you can start off with that. And that can even bring a notepad with you and writing things down. That's another way of getting content out there. Heck, there's even this other method of 2020 method where it's like you write a big idea at the top of a page. It's like, okay, so podcast content. My book is called Going North. Okay, what do I talk about in the book? I talk about leadership, public speaking, positive attitude. Okay, so positive attitude. How do you stay positive? Okay, read books, encourage other people. Those can be two more ideas. Public speaking, okay, three things to do when you're giving a talk to an audience. That could be a topic. And heck, even interviewing other people is another way to actually create viral level of content in terms of making it easier on yourself because when you communicate with others you may even sharpen ideas that you already have like when i was actually showing someone how to use adobe audition i was learning twice because when i was showing her how to basically use the razor feature to cut certain pieces out of an audio file I actually realized you can actually zoom in deeper into an audio file and you can actually zoom in closer to the whole project and that helped me to become a better editor because I didn't even know about that feature if I wasn't showing somebody else what I already knew. Yeah. And when you chat with others and share your knowledge and they share 
their thoughts and things and they maybe even ask more questions you say something like oh crap that's freaking awesome i gotta write that <laughs> down and talk more about it later <laughs> right so to me it sounds like you're creating a mind map where you have like this one topic and then you you kind of do like little circles and then just like that's how i would do it myself like drawing circles and then just doodle like the whole thing so that's something i'm gonna try out for sure that's a good advice and do you have other advice to an aspiring author like someone who wants to write a book but they just keep saying it but they don't actually do it what advice would you give them ah uh, yes uh, there's so many things you can do one thing you can do i'm not sure if they still sell, sell it on amazon and with covid and social distancing it may be a challenge but if you can find a little pin and wear it on your clothing that says ask me about my book and wear that everywhere you go where it's visible <laughs> folks might ask you about your book and you'd be like hey it's not published yet. oh yeah yeah so when and th that so embarrassment <laughs> exactly when you tell more people about your goals and they hold you to them you'll definitely get it out there okay <laughs> So then like you feel ashamed everyone asks and like every single time people ask you, so like I gotta get writing that book, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because the more people know and then you let them down, it's like, ah oh, crap. Because subconsciously we we'd rather let ourselves down and us know it by ourselves than let a bunch of other people down and they know it and they remind us of it. Yeah, that's weird human nature, right? Like how external pressure sometimes is more effective than our own internal ambition and our dreams i guess we feel like we always have more time coming like later and later and later but then later we're dead and that's too late so <laughs> gotta get working <laughs> and uh what was the hardest thing for you to become a self-published author uh, the hardest thing was overcoming self-doubt, especially for book number two, because of the grief of my father who passed away and then the imposter syndrome, talking with other successful people who have bigger followings than me. It's real. Those are really the biggest things I had to overcome because that's really our worst enemy is ourselves and allowing self-doubt to be one of the swords that our inner selves to hold against us. So really to overcome that is for some folks if they use social media a lot and they see other people and they may have that curated feed where they're showing all the good stuff that they want you to see take some time off of social media and then focus more on what you can do and count your blessings as you go along heck even journaling some of your past wins and make this journal a proof because if you have a success file of stuff that you already accomplished in life and you keep adding to it and that can even have another notebook just for the stuff that you're grateful for You'll feel better about yourself and you'll keep going forward, even if it's small steps, because small steps is where the big steps happen. Like the magic happens when you take the first step and you focus on continuous improvement as opposed to a bunch of quantum loops because Rome wasn't built in a day. A book, I mean, there may be somebody who can like write a draft in the evening, but you still got to get the cover done and everything else. And a book isn't going to be done in a day. So really just being grateful and remembering the past times when you had wins in your life and encouraging yourself to keep going no matter what to eventually conquer that self-doubt long enough to where you get further and further along to get your content out there because folks are going to need your story no matter how quote-unquote saturated 
you think things may be. And even though book publishing has increased like 270% in rising, like there's still room for you and your gift, fiction or nonfiction, there's still room for you because you may have it set in a way that folks may like to hear as opposed to the way someone else may like to hear it. So you find, find the people that want to hear what you have to say and what you have to share. Oh yeah, find them. Use a magnifying glass if you have to. Lay, <laughs> lay some cheese out there if you have to. What? What did you yeah, say? Lay, yeah, lay some cheese out there if you have to. Lay some cheese? Yeah, so that way if they see some cheese and they grab it and then they get caught in a metaphorical mousetrap and then they start reading your book. Okay, okay. I never heard that before. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> and... um do you have specific advice about people who want to self-publish because we know how different it is from like actually going to a publishing house like, specific about self-publishing do you have some advice for our listeners ah uh, yes yeah, self-publishing my goodness good stuff especially with kdp out there even though i kind of missed the days when it was called create space but that's long gone now but with like self <laughs> Publishing, though, it's real easy to do. Like, if you take the KDP route, if you have an Amazon account, you can do that. And really, you can you have access to so many tools. Like, you can use Microsoft Word or LibreOffice if you want to save money, type in your work, and really just connect with other people and really network with other people, especially nowadays where globalization and cyber closeness is a thing where you can actually network globally and get out there and learn from other people. Like both of my book covers, they're both under 200 bucks and I went to Fiverr and I have multiple versions. There was basically the version for print, where's the PDF version of it. Then there's a 3D image just for social media. And then there was also the front cover only just for the ebook version itself. So for with self-publishing, like just don't be shy and really just go out there, like listen to this podcast, especially when more episodes come in, check out some of Joanna Penn's stuff and even go to YouTube University and check out some other things as well of how you can do some more self-publishing because going the self-publishing route is so darn affordable nowadays and so much quicker than the traditional publishing houses where you may get rejected. And if you get accepted, <laughs> you'll have to wait a long time for some match to happen and you still have to do a lot of work anyway once they accept your work so really it's better to take the self-publishing route and do it yourself and really heck even network with other people and learn from other people and really get your stuff out there because it's one heck of a benefit from really just going down this road and always learning growing and learning it's like so much <laughs> And how do you promote your book? Because once you've self-published a book, like you, you might be like me where I just put it there and I'm like, okay, let's let the sales begin. And then just waiting forever and nothing happens. Like how, how do you go about promoting your books? Uh, yeah. So social media, that's the easy thing to do, especially from your friend profile on Facebook. I mean, you can have an author page, on Facebook, I have one, but I don't put too much stock in it because it's a pay-to-play for Facebook public figure pages. It's better to use your personal page, especially with all these algorithms changing so much. So basically, social media is one. Take selfies with your book. Have other folks that buy your book leave a review 
if they can't leave a review, at least have them take a selfie with the book or take a picture of the book and have other folks promote it. Try to recruit as many people as possible to be a part of your book launch team as well. That's another way to market your book. Heck, even getting on podcasts like this and getting on other podcasts and actually actually taking a little time to actually learn more about the podcast, those two, before reaching out if you can, if they're not too new and seeing if you're a good fit. And heck, even networking with other readers and going where readers go in your genre, like with Harry Potter, like going onto sites like Goodreads and heck, even seeing where other people read and heck, Twitter. Twitter is a good place to still market whatever you do on social media wise, because it's really where a lot of folks can really see your stuff and heck, even building your email list. That's something that I've been slacking on for years. And I've just now a few weeks ago started on it. And the reason being is because kind of like with the Facebook and the social media, it's like it's their platforms. Facebook wants you to stay in Facebook. If you share a yeah. link to something to take them out of Facebook, they're not going to promote that. But if you share a picture that keeps them in Facebook longer, then they may post that further. So making sure you have an email list to actually send emails to people that really want to opt into your list and want to keep up with, the, with what you're doing and marketing to them and also sharing true, genuine value to people. Cause you also can't post all the times like, Hey, buy my book. Like, Hey, this house is on fire, but buy my book. Like, Hey, like COVID's <laughs> happening, but Hey, this book is fabulous. Buy like, Hey, share, heck, may, maybe share a bit of your personal life. You don't mind sharing with people. Yeah. It's like, Hey, if you have a habit of crocheting, you can show them like hat or whatever, just show that there's a personality behind the pages and the pen as well. So email marketing, social media, getting on podcasts, always networking other people. Heck, even back to earlier in the show, I mentioned how you wear the pen, ask me about my book as well. Heck, if you can when somehow you have get a- actually, Like when you have actually published one, so have a pen, like ask me about my book. <laughs> yeah, heck, even if they make a mask version of it, you can do that too. <laughs> You can have the cover on your mask, printed on your mask. I've seen a painter and now she's putting her paintings on masks and she sells, she sells those. She's making money from her paintings that way. And do you promote yourself as a writer specifically, or are you more a podcaster? Like what, how do you earn a living? Yeah. So I still have a day job because side hustle is where it's at right now. Don't quit your day job if you need the medical insurance. I'm still young, but I'm still keeping it as an insurance policy just in case. When I was an author back in 2016, that was my main thing. Then when the podcast happened, then it grew. I'm eventually known as a podcaster. And sometimes folks forget that there's still a competent voice behind the mic that interviews others. So I still try to speak on stages, especially virtual ones now. So right now, I'm positioning myself as a self-leadership expert because really the books, the podcast is just derivatives of me and using these derivatives just to get in enough passive income to where eventually I feel comfortable enough to do this full time on my own and be able to afford medical insurance to take care of those loved ones of mine and my family. So even though there's some success online on paper, I still have a day job because it's like, you know what? I'm not going to be, totally stupid and totally burn my boat (laughs) right now and just take a more methodical approach and not try to go balls to the wall and just try to just throw caution to the wind because it's sometimes it may work but it's still 
feels like it still at least keeps some kind of common sense going. Yeah, definitely. And so uh, I know that you have a writing project going on. You're a co-writer on a new book, right? And it's coming out in the fall. Like, how is that going? Oh, it's going north. It's going north indeed. October 6th. And okay. we have the date now. We actually have a date and the cover actually was just revealed earlier today. So me and about 24 other authors are sharing stories about how we had moments where we felt crappy and we eventually were able to find some joy out of those crappy moments to eventually become happy. And funny enough, James Redfield, the author of The Celestine Prophecy, is writing the forward to this book. So it's going to be Definitely an inspirational read that anyone and everyone needs to pick up if they're looking for a dose of inspiration during these times of strife, crisis, and really calamity, especially since it's election time in the U.S. and folks tend to be extra crazy election years. So definitely want to check that out. <laughs> and do you have other writing projects that are going on either just in your mind or that you actually started writing? Ah, yes, I'm going to be going deeper into the subject of book casting. So I'm basically, right now, I'm just have this living word document where I'm just brain dumping things into it. And then I'm just going to spread it out later. I already drafted an outline. And that's the beautiful thing about nonfiction. If you start out with an outline, even if it's not complete, it's still a great way to have a skeleton. And then you can just add the meat and the organs later, metaphorically and just flesh it out. So that's where I am right now. Be on the lookout for that book by spring 2021. Book casting, why every author should have a podcast. That's the working title too for the moment. And heck, there may even be a teen novel in the works as well. That's, that's one of those pie in the sky projects that's going to be happening in the future. There's no timetable on that, but that's just more of a for fun project. Okay. And once you are getting closer to writing that project, then you'll probably give yourself a deadline, right? Sounds like you, you like to have <laughs> external pressure on your, on you. So you're like, oh, in one year or what, whatever, in two weeks, I'll write this. And, and then you'll have people asking about it. So I thought it was a really fun way to do it. If people Heck want yeah. to know more about you, about your podcast, where can they connect with you? Sure thing. So feel free to head over to dombrightman.com, dombrightman.com. Check out the Going North podcast where all these authors are going to be interviewed. Josiane's going to be on the podcast soon, I imagine, to bring some more folks back over to her show. Be sure to check out that podcast, subscribe to it. And there's even a free gift for your listeners too. There's a free ebook called 21 Lessons from Two Plus Years of Podcasting, where it goes into some lessons that I still apply to what I do that you can also apply to your writing as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you're ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!